right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck and John. Hey now. Boys, I'm plagued by NBA nightmares. Oh. I haven't watched a game until last night in like five days, and it's enough to give me nightmares. What is that? Uh, I don't know. Don't talk to me about nightmares. You've been missing the good stuff. I have real nightmares. Oh, yeah? What are your nightmares, Chuck? All my nightmares involve impending doom that never arrives, but I prepare for the impending doom. Like an assassin's going to come kill me. Don't interpret those dreams. Uh, I don't think you need an interpreter. It'll be too literal. That's that's anxiety. That's pure anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Zombies are coming to kill me and my family, but they never come, but I have to prepare for this arrival. On the plus side, Chuck, the way you live your life, you don't really have a family. I mean, yeah, I have a daughter that I don't even know. Oh, that's a so crazy story. That story is. It's a crazy story. <laughs> Let's save story. that. <laughs> I didn't know, I, I didn't know we were getting that's, that real. That's all, yeah, that's only in the, uh, that's only my, in the film. No, my wife has uh, <laughs> nightmares that are extremely literal. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, you don't need any interpreter. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I, I had a dream that you were kind of underwhelming and left the house dirty. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. I wonder what that means. That sounds- I used to regularly have a dream where... I was in a tour bus with my band, uh, <laughs> and there was a drawbridge that was up. It was going; it had gone up, uh-huh. and the bus, instead of like you know going towards the edge of a cliff, we were barreling up a drawbridge. We reached the crest of the drawbridge, go over the drawbridge into the ocean bay, what have you. And as we plummet to our doom, I am just constantly turning around and telling everybody, "This is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine." You're the meme. And then the the, the coolest part is while the, these dreams took place while I was sleeping on a tour bus with my van, no, with my van. So, well, that's like everyone has the <sighs> like the anxiety. You're somewhere naked right. or something. I would always. I haven't have. ever had the naked one. What does well, that mean? I well, so I would have the same version of that as as a piano player. I I would always had the dream where. I walked out to the piano and did not know what they wanted me to play, and there was no music. And there was right. like a crowd. Like, that was a literal yeah. thing. And then I had like a similar thing where I was working at Belmont University where the choral, the, the director of the music theater, the music, she told me the wrong time to show up for a gig. And no one like checked to see if I was there. And so they're on stage. Oh, man. She's like, she's like, be there at 7.30. I'm like, great. I was there. She texts me at 7.20. Hey, where are you? You're 20 minutes late. She's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm walking up. She's like, we're on stage. Oh. So like, they're on stage, entire like packed house. For how long? Uh, they'd been on stage for like five minutes or something. How do you recover from things like that? <laughs> That's so, the type of stuff where I just, I'd, ne- I'd have to move. It, 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 was, it was rough. And so, and so like, like they said a thing like, like on stage, like the school president was on stage, was like, is Keith Parrish here? <gasps> That's amazing. Uh, and oh, so it looks no. ho- it looks horrible to me. Like, and then they're like, "Well, let's not get too worried. Like, maybe something's wrong." Well, I said, "Let's not get upset. Maybe something's wrong with him. Like, maybe he's not okay." And literally, this this music director who several times did not tell this me this would have been the first ever completely justifiable school shooting. Oh, <laughs> oh god! You could have killed everyone there. <laughs> so you had to cover your tracks. So again, again, she texted me, "Where are you?" She didn't text me. 20 minutes earlier, right. like like I was eating dinner nearby. Right. Uh, and so she texts me, where are you at 720? I'm like, I'm walking up. You told me to be there at 730. I'm going to be uh, nine minutes early. Uh, and oh. they, they were already on stage. So then I have to walk on stage and yeah. people are like clapping. And I just look like, I look like an idiot. How did and I'm you, like, great. you told me the wrong times to be here. Did you, how and did she's you, like, yeah, that's my fault. 
Did you play? Well, that's at least good that she acknowledged I that. I played fine. Was, yeah. I could, no. I think the naked on stage thing or the naked in public thing is a, a fear of being, uh, uh, you're, you're posing as something and yeah. your fear of being revealed. Fear of being, Oh, that, that makes sense. Like you're an fear, imposter. Why like hasn't fear anyone ever of people finding yeah. out we don't know anything about the NBA. R- right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 As I scrambled open basketball reference. Right. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, speaking of nightmares, what did we have for breakfast? I woke up late, so uh, by late, I you? mean seven. Like, I was supposed to wake up at 6.30 to start pork. I woke up at 7. Have we all been up before 7 a.m.? Uh, Keith is consistently up before 7 a.m. My I also it, got my exhaustion it. level has hit the point. Oh no, you're down. Of well, it's like one tenth of of the wives, well, but yeah. it's hit the point of I don't wake up. Period, unless something hits me or a baby's uh-huh. crying yeah, in your like, ear. I, I like it's I'm just down asleep and then, whew. Yeah. Anyway, Chuck, no, I woke up. Woke at, up I was supposed late. to woke up at six thirty to start cooking and stuff because we're putting out a new food menu, which is probably the problem with my nightmares. Yeah. Um. But at least are we going to name all these new food items after NBA players? I want to, but the people at the bar don't want to. Oh, I don't think they can stop you. I don't think they can, but they do print the menus. What if we come up print with our, our own menus? Put our own menus, NBA menus. I have a printer menu. at my house. <laughs> Let's do it. But uh, yeah, so what the James Johnson unlikely <laughs> meet meeting three. <laughs> well, that's pretty that's good. Pretty good. Can we do this? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I woke up and I didn't eat breakfast. I just ate. Uh, I had some fish oil and some B twelve because I'm doing that. I wake up like a mess uh, every morning, so I have to, to like vitamize myself. A little men's health. Don't pill. burp in anyone's face. Oh, dude, the burps, fish oil, fish burps, oil, are, oil real. burps oh. are gross. But uh, yeah, I didn't eat at all until eleven o'clock when I went to uh, Taqueria and Pupuseria Andrea. Oh, the best uh, in East Nashville. I had a taco. What two, up, Charlie? Charlie's the the man. I had two tacos, um, a torta. What kind of tacos? Carnitas, duh. Okay, just uh, a torta with carne asada and um, one pupusa with chicharrones. What was the name of the place again? You said a lot of words. I wasn't sure where the breakfast began. Say it, say it in Miami Spanglish as fast as you can. Uh, it's uh, taqueria y pupuseria Andrea. There you All go. right, there you go. Yeah, That's I eat there like five times a week. It is the spot. There's a little food truck out front. They have a house where they do the prep. You sit in. It's like a restaurant, but the food has to come from outside, and it is. Fire the best the best fresca in all the world. I had a pina fresca, agua fresca pina, with, so good. which is pineapple. I go there so often, and the waitresses treat me with zero more respect than the first time I've ever come there. Oh man, that's, I, that's just quality. Well, I went to I that before it was a, a a brick and mortar. It was parked out in front of a market across the street from my apartment, there and I go. literally picked that apartment because the Wi-Fi in the apartment. Worked at the taco truck. <laughs> well done, yeah. John, so I've been do you not for a minute? Do you not notice the pattern of the food servers treating you poorly? It might. It it's might, one of those if the dog now? bites you once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of rough mornings, getting up, I'm reminded of the Anthony Davis video. The last time he like banged his ribs, and the TNT cameras were Just in the hallway, barfing. and he's like clutching his side, stumbling through the hallway, and he sees he sees like a. Whatever you call that, uh, gurney. It's not a gurney, it's a, gurney. Like a table, just a padded a table. sewer table. Yeah, yeah. And he just knocks <laughs> a pommel horse. <laughs> he knocks a bottle off the table and throws himself down. And I'm yeah. like, that's me every morning, <laughs> literally every single morning. Today, I uh, made myself kind of a, a mid morning 
snack. Just a nice two egg omelet. Oh, look at you. A little cheese. You're going with the egg game. A little uh, hot sauce. That's I all be- I do. I just I put hot sauce on everything because that's I- the only flavor I want. Do you refrigerate your hot sauce? I don't. Good idea. It's if uh, for one point in time, my Tinder bio read if you refrigerate your hot sauce, swipe left. What about uh, sriracha? No. Nothing. No, no, you don't refrigerate so hot sauce. What's the deal on that? Because it, uh, when you cool it, you separate the the oils from the uh, from the like vinegar and things like that. It separates. So, and it doesn't last sriracha. Long. Yeah, don't do that. You don't have to. I also have fake sriracha, which it's not very good either. What doing a lot of things wrong? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. What <laughs> what kind of fake does it like, not have a chicken Kroger on the front? Brand. It just no, has no a rooster at all. No rooster. They couldn't even put a different rooster. No. Like, Kroger just puts, like, premium blend. So mm-hmm. I think about, like, I don't know, bad comedy specials. Yeah, Comedy Central. <laughs> think about Jim Brewer doing, like... <laughs> that, that bit where you get thrown out of your stomach if you're the, alcohol. The Jim Brewer, Joe Pesci oh, impression, you, while being very good audio impression, was completely ruined by having to see Jim Brewer's corp face... <laughs> Pretending to be Joe Pesci in a gangster outfit. I was about to say, that comedy reference is a solid 28 years old. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, the Jim Brewer doing Joe Pesci is a very, very that's old That's a reference. really good Pesci. Yeah. That's a really good Pesci. We can go deeper. I mean, we, were, we had a discussion about the worst Saturday Night Live uh, movies. Oh, yeah. And it was... Uh, it's t- Pat. It's, it's Pat. That's the one. Julie I, think, I never saw it. So Pat's it. the like the whole I mean, I, joke yeah. of the skit is the androgynous person who you don't know if it's a female or a male, but they made a whole movie about. Yeah, you subtweet me again, right to my face. Sorry, John. <laughs> John, what was your breakfast? I'm not done with uh, Julia Sweeney yet. <laughs> oh, no, can we can we discuss? Don't make let's me look at her filmography. <laughs> Julia Sweeney's finest role. It's Pat. Or that time she was in Pulp Fiction for one second. For one second? What was she in the uh, the diner? No. No, she's in the junkyard, dog. Oh, yeah. That's she, right. Yeah, she like kind of max on, uh, on uh-huh. what's his name? Jules. Harvey Cattell. Oh, the wolf. The wolf. Did wolf. they leave? Oh, we'll get NBA. Marcus All <laughs> likes to quote the wolf. Yes, he does. By saying, uh, during good times... Let's not start sucking each other's sausages. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I wish I had had sausages for breakfast. But uh, <laughs> alas, I have had nothing but like uh, barium and needles. And I just did physical therapy for only the second time. Uh-huh. Ooh, it's bad. I don't know about this, guys. I feel the same way. About I feel really bad therapy. now. Like, ouch. Yeah, I haven't, I've never done that. <laughs> That's, there are similarities. You walk out of your uh, of psychologist in the same way you walk out of your physical therapist's office. It's just in pain physical and Physical therapists are just sadists. Oh. They're just like, this is fun. Look at this weekend warrior who thinks he's going to, oh, you need to rehab that ankle. Here, I'm going to do some things to you. Yeah. And you're just going to be like, I guess this helps. I mean, I had the foot problems. They're the greatest technology we've come up with dealing with, like, some weird foot pains yeah. was to take a hard rubber or hard plastic just straight edge implement uh-huh. and scrape your ligaments to try to knock oh. the nodules out. No, they did that to me today. And it's just like, they're like, this is very, very painful. There's one, we'll do as much as you can take. There's one thing that I did like. Now it, now my whole leg is like a, a weak, you know, <sighs> just useless, even, somehow more useless muscle. But they hook up electrodes to you. Right. And the electrodes exercise for you? Right. Mm-hmm. I could be talked into doing this three times a week. Oh, no, most definitely. Yeah. Would I be ripped? I don't know. No. Are no, you no, sure? No, no. 
That no. felt like a workout, guys. No, I also it, think you, you it's gotta a like bit, my ass. You gotta get I your, felt something snap in your, my ass. Your heart rate up. That's how you lose weight. Yeah. You don't just like make your muscles. Oh, move. I had to run in a swimming pool today. Ooh, Muhammad Ali style. That is weird, by the way. When you get out, you just walk around like a jellyfish. Like there's no <laughs> resistance <laughs> at all. And then yeah. and then you think you get out of the swimming pool, you're like, all right, I'm gonna have so much strength, I'm gonna be bouncing around. No, your leg doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I think physical therapy is borderline snake oil, uh, at least what they what they give the you and me in the world. Well, apparently, taking it back to NBA, if you want the real deal stuff, you need to pay $1 million. That's what oh, yeah. LeBron is paying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did, I've done physical therapy for my back, and it works tremendously. Hmm. If I don't do the therapy exercises for a long enough period of time, my back goes bad, and then I'll have to take steroids like cortisone yeah. and uh, prednisone. And then I could do the exercise for about a week, and then my back heals. It actually, it's the I'm an idiot for not doing. I just remember when they were scraping my ligaments, saying uh, studies have shown in rats the ligaments grow back smoother. Yeah, and I was like, rats. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I listen to rats. Anyway, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often, frequently, the first time we talk about the NBA. But not today. No, we did briefly mention it earlier. Because uh, I got to apologize to Keith, because I had doubted and even tut-tutted the wonders of beans for breakfast. Oh. Boo. You brought up a trip to, like, a mission trip to Guatemala, was it? It was a just you know a regular it was secular Guatemala though hangout it was secular, in Guatemala secular chill sesh <laughs> I mean I don't know what you call it it was a trip to Guatemala yeah it was so, a mission I don't know why I thought this but for some reason I thought like when I think of beans for breakfast I think of some horrible travelodge in like Tolworth London okay and I was like ooh man cold beans for breakfast I've done it in England a lot it's gross I had that like Central European Central uh, American American yeah. beans for breakfast yeah. That's like the best thing I've ever had. When you're starving, there's nothing better than than just like some, you know, some black beans, tortilla, egg. That's I could not figure out what how these were spiced. It was Love that it. good. It was like a mystery. Where'd you get them? Uh, just some joint that had like a central. It was in Birmingham. Okay. Uh, at Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> it was some Central American joint, and it was just unbelievable. Man, you it had know, a blue corn cake topped with beans. I don't know. I think it was navy beans. Oh, that's pretty good. They, that reminds me of like a Honduran dish. I had a Honduran kid lived down the street from me growing up, and they had these things called baleadas. Okay. So they're just like tortillas, like thick flour tortilla, not like a taco. Right. And uh, yeah, it's like beans and mostly beans, cheese, some, you know, pickled stuff. And it was incredible. Sometimes meat if they had money. If you want to get NBA, I'll just apologize to all of our listeners because I don't know what March Madness has done, but I don't know anything about the NBA. I turned $3,700 into $100 in five days. That's my boy. <laughs> Still trying to bet on the NBA while not watching it, especially this time of the year with all the weird stuff going on. Like the sudden, okay, the Hawks are not going to play Schroeder because he might do things, but then Tarian Prince goes insane. He's They're still going to be kind of good. It's pretty unbettable right now. Don't I, do it. I thought you were just supposed to bet. Everyone who bet underdogs won NCAA tournament. The underdogs like covered every oh, game. I did fine in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I decided to continue on my NBA betting and turned a very lucrative season into a really depressing, depressing. <laughs> well, it's too bad you missed the last five days of NBA. It's been pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, things have, things have kind of head up. You guys are going to be ter- teaching me. Weird yeah. things happen. Yeah, yeah. Lots of it. Anyway, my apology is to one Doc Rivers. 
This is I'm apologizing to GM Doc Rivers. Rock Divers, if you will. Rock Divers. So since they turned over kind of the front office duties or they took them away from Doc Rivers, I feel like we've been complimenting the Clippers on their front office moves. Like, you know, like they, they cashed in Blake Griffin. That was good. They, uh, you know, they, they did a good job of recouping value for losing Chris Paul. But Doc Rivers deserves some credit because of all these GM moves that the Clippers have made this year. They have not helped them this year. All the players they acquired have not played. Patrick Beverly hasn't played. Danilo Gallinari has only played a a couple games. Avery Bradley hadn't really played. Maybe Before Danilo ripped up his butt, he was looking pretty good. He was looking pretty good. But while the Clippers are on the outside looking into the playoff race, they're still in the playoff race. They still can hit their over for the the season. Please hit your over. Their Vegas preseason over, which would be incredible. So, Doc Rivers, you have to get some credit. Uh, The coaching job he's doing has been fantastic. And... His GM moves, uh, you know, Lawrence Franks have one shot, one kill. Boban. Yeah, that was it. It's the greatest free agents, free agents or trade ever made for anybody. Bringing player. in Toban forgives all. Toban. <laughs> Boban, who single handedly beat the Nuggets and another horribly painful loss for the Nuggets. Oh, they man. never recovered from that. It's hard to rank the top 10 Nuggets losses. Nuggets losses. Got your Grizzlies loss. Have got you your seen- double overtime road loss to the Heat. Have Do you know that the Nuggets have only won 11 road games all year? Uh, I did know that. That actually. is redonkulous. Man. Have that's- you seen the photo that Adam Mares, friend of the show, Nuggets blogger, uh, shares often of Rocky, the what, the mountain lion? Yeah. Of there's there's There was one time where he was what, it, repelling, dropping down from the, Does he get stuck? From the rafters. He faints. So there's there, there's this there's this image of the Nuggets mascot looks like he's been lynched, but he's um. just hanging lifeless on a string. <laughs> I have seen this. <laughs> it's the uh. funniest picture. He always throws that out every time after there's like a horrible uh, Nuggets fiasco. We need a good Grizz uh, mascot gif or mem. We need to. We really do. Mem. Sorry. Oh God. We need to have a talk, and that brings me to my apology. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, on on social media, Keith tweeted, and I want to say Keith specifically uh, something in the in the wheelhouse of we don't know anything about SpongeBob. Uh-oh. This podcast has SpongeBob street cred, and yeah. it all rests in me and my bones alone. Y'all two are yeah, I got you're not meme woke. Y'all need to get the game stepped. Up. I know who provides the voice of SpongeBob. Oh, really? Yeah. Speaking, remember when we were talking about Tom Kenny, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Remember we were speaking about memes or uh, dreams, memes, Mems. Dreams. We're going to talk yeah. about dreams. When well, I was living in Spain for for six months, pretty much a uh, couple months off, went back, but it was six months. And they say you learn a language when you dream in that language, right? the The way I found out that I was finally speaking kind of fluently and thinking fluently in Spanish. was so when I you saw a, a Spongebob meme? I had a dream about Spongebob, but it was oh. the opening theme song, which is, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Spongebob square pants. My dream was, que viva un piña del bajo de mar. Bob, hey, spon, ha. I dreamt the theme song to SpongeBob in Spanish. So maybe it's not when you dream in Spanish; it's when you meme. In when Spanish. you meme in Spanish. Wow. Are you trying to impress uh, Latinos listening or Hispanics listening right now? I feel like you've gone very heavy. He thinks there's ladies in the room. No, I, it's a romantic language. Which I understand t- about me is I'm a basically Puerto Rican kid from Miami. Right. He's the horse from Ren and Stimpy. Boom. Here's what I don't get about SpongeBob SquarePants. 
Uh, when did it first air? Is it still on the air? Who are the characters? What do the what do the memes? I, I understand context clues. What the memes mean? Why are the me, why are there new SpongeBob memes that keep occurring? Because why is there a new one? Because it's so important to a large section of the meme community's upbringing. I don't ever ask anyone to apologize for having <laughs> for having knowledge. I think it's very important to never feel shame for knowing things. But I, I also no shame in this. Can't I you? also think you can take pride in being ignorant in things. I'm very ignorant on lots <laughs> Easy, of things, Donald, <laughs> including including SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh huh. But look, if y'all not woke, it's not my fault. But and don't bring my podcast name down in the dirt on the internet. This is this is our thing. So you got you got to hold me down too. Those, those tweets are signed. It says in the profile. I'm, I'm surprised you don't know about SpongeBob. What does your kid watch? Is SpongeBob not a we kid? We only thing watch Ben Ten. No, we we started got, we've gotten into Paw Patrol. Oh, Paw Patrol's big in the streets. Pal, Pal Gasol Patrol. Paw yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pal, Pal Pal Patrol. Is that just Paul going around watching uh, operas? He's and just stuff? going to operas. <laughs> Blues Clues he's like, he's like the plot of Madame Butterfly's beautiful children. <laughs> a cool episode where one of the Paw Patrol... is trash! He gets no uh, credit for winning a Lakers championship. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. All right, well, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, we have some questions submitted by our Patreon supporters. The Croissant Questionnaire. Any questions? Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Uh, At Tixie Mista asks, If I was an NBA player with an average NBA salary, I would hire two massage therapists, one cook, one shooting coach, and one conditioning coach to exclusively tend to my every need. That's intelligent, right? Uh, you've edited this in the reading. Mm-hmm. Do you want to like, go for it? I feel like you need to read all the details because I believe the details are the most interesting part. All right. <laughs> go for it, Keith. <laughs> well, he says, if I, if I was an NBA player with an average NBA salary, let's say $12 million per annum. Right. Let's say $6 million after taxes. I would hire two massage therapists, a cook, a shooting, and a conditioning coach. That's three separate people. Uh, to exclusively take my every need. Let's say I pay them three hundred k to four hundred k. people. 1.5 to 2 million. Is that intelligent? Is that stupid? Who would you hire? Here's a question. So obviously that is a wonderful decision basketball-wise because that sort of uh, surrounding yourself with those kind of people ensures that you're treating your moneymaker with the best care right. possible. So that may increase your, your earning value down the road. I guess it depends on how good I am. I mean, if you're making $12 million you're making a 12 year, million. so you've, you've made it through your first rookie contract... Uh-huh. Uh, and you're and you're a st- solid veteran who now has to worry about his last contract. This is a very bad question for me because I'm a, a person. Smart move. I'm a person who just had to be hooked up to a machine in order to be forced to exercise. Yeah, I, but if you had all those people surrounding you for for like two years, you probably wouldn't be in this. Position. I have some issue mm. with the dollar values assigned to these positions. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think you have to pay a cook four hundred grand a year. Each? No way. Yeah. Nah, bro. And because they, 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 you know, like these people are, are not, they can be your full time employee, but it's also a job they can do in a few hours a day. They can also right. find other, other, right. you know, work income in, during that season. There's no way you have to pay even a quote unquote on call massage therapist $300,000 a year. No, no chance. I mean, it's like 200 bucks an hour for a really good one, you know? Oh, no. 
I mean, yeah. That's I'm a really a, good one. For a really good one, and that's like <laughs> for the really good ones. So, I mean, <laughs> if if some of this could come out pre-tax... Right. I'm not uh, if I it's only have business six, if I only have 6 million left, I'm not spending 2 million on helpers. I don't Honey, think. uh let me see my expense sheet there. Uh, uh, also, Tokyo Spa on there? If if you don't know, he says it's uh 12 million a year, 6 million after taxes. You can tell this question comes from Europe. Oh. Because there's no way you're paying uh, 50% tax when you're when you're not if you play for the heat. <laughs> I'll say honestly, I think NBA athletes are the only people paying that rich paying hat. They're actually yeah. paying it. Yeah, because they're playing in so many different states with different I'm for the Grizzlies or the Heat, baby. That's a oh, good yeah. question. I think that's too much to spend on your support staff. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you can you can get that whittled down to probably four or 500000 uh total. Total. You know. For all the people. Yeah, because you pay somebody for, you know, it's yeah, six. Under, under his context, he's paying more than LeBron pays. I'm also, Would you pay the LeBron? I also amount? think most team owners if you're like i need a shooting coach for me right i think they might step up yeah and i oh, think that's not explicitly forbidden in the cba like uh, one if, of the richer owners if would be people like, did this we'd have of- a lot more like weird tom brady doctors running around yeah i wonder though if I think you we do. can if you could make that as part of your contract to be like oh i also need a a a cook like a writer like uh, put in it your, in your writer and it's not part of your contract well, i know mark cuban was always lauded early on uh, before all his sexual harassment got going what happened the uh cubes he, <laughs> he was lauded for expanding the benches right. like he had 12 assistant coaches when right. they had 12 NBA players and everyone's like what are you doing with all them coaches most stupid oh no that was my talk radio voice that's you would be spongebob doing that uh face thing with the weird don't letters ex- don't explain oh, don't explain the, don't explain the mems but it's the in- i would be really into a talk radio voice like that <laughs> i've gotten too used to like bj and the douche that voice <laughs> what's our next question at monte world peace ass bringing it back to breakfast by the way i made some bruschetta with croissant as the toasty bread part does that do anything for y'all hmm I think bruschetta. You need the crostini. You need the. You need that crunch. But what are you doing with that croissant, bro? Are we just we're just putting it on a pan with a little a little oil, a little butter. We're toasting it. Are we putting it in the toaster? What are we doing? This is an Monte. I love you, dog. You know you're my boy. But man, this is just open. I don't do tomatoes for breakfast. No, love ever. it. Love it. Really? Why? Yeah. Maybe I'll do a slice of tomato. Cuando vivo en España. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we'd have bruschetta for breakfast. No, I don't. That's not for me. This does nothing for me. Right. Uh, whatever. Save I don't even. Stuff. I don't even do like the ketchup on uh, on potatoes thing. I I love it. in the morning. All right, and finally, at Mike Frederick asks, is Pop just in the head of the Rockets and messing with them? Has he been angling to get them in the first round all along to complete the humiliation of Arden and exact revenge on CP3 for hitting that Game 7 winner against them? Seems like a convenient time to start winning. You guys could have apologized to me because I said these this Spurs making the playoffs. Death, taxes, Spurs make the playoffs. Those are the things you can count on. Or we could not apologize to you because the Spurs still kind of suck. They're fifth, but two days ago they were tenth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can't I can't claim any credit or uh, psychic ability here. The Spurs are are happening to win when the some teams are really really falling apart. Well, I mean that was the Warriors game. They obviously got a right. hobbled Warriors squad, but mm-hmm. they they won some important games before then. They're not out of the woods. Four game winning streak as we record. Yeah. Uh, are they angling to see the Rockets? Yeah, you know I'll allow it. They're fifth right now. I kind of like that idea. They're gonna have a hard time getting the Rockets <laughs> yeah. unless they start losing. No, more. it's very, it's very. Fluid. They're not gonna get them in the first round. But I mean, if they if they keep continuing this little, you know, hot streak, I it'd be I, I'd be hard pressed for any team in the playoffs to be scared of the Spurs right now. I mean, 
If, I mean, if if Kawhi comes out there, that that gets exciting. It's the whole thing changes with Kawhi. Back. We've been talking about that for months. And yeah, months it's been months. like three three podcasts in a row. I've said I think Kawhi's coming back this week. That is true. So, well, these questions come from our Patreon only croissant questionnaire section of our Slack chat. Sign up if you'd like to join. You can play fantasy basketball with some of us. You can play pigskin pickle with some of us. Yeah, you, you can hear stories about my Ill- illegitimate children. If you want to find out, it's actually about a beautiful stuff. story, but you should, <laughs> it, like I, st- I, I teared up. You got to join. You got to join the Slack chat to find out more about Chuck's long lost uh, daughter. Anyway, and you get the exclusive content at Patreon.com. You go to Patreon.com/slash Fast Break Breakfast. We're only, uh, I think, like 150 bucks away from from a tier where, mm. where we start delivering a little more exclusive audio content for everyone in there. More Blazer Boy. More Blazer Boy. A Blazer Boy, Boy, a Blazer Boy standalone podcast. Shout out <laughs> Blazer Boy. So anyway, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Another way you can support the show is download the draft app, draft.com slash fastbreak. It is part of my daily NBA watching habit getting the uh, the drafts going, playing daily fantasy basketball against our listeners. You can follow me on there at Fast Break Break. John is John JJRM something or another, but whatever. He'll, my aristocratic four names. John yeah. Hilty Hall Bird Jr. Right. right. So uh, join that. Use the code Fast Break. You get a free entry into any $3 game. They also have all other sports. I don't, yeah. I don't even mess around with uh-uh. that. They have, they have hockey. I accidentally did hockey once. And golf. Wasn't so great. You can gamble on whatever you want, but uh, it's uh, just doing snake drafts, playing against a few other people. It is a lot of fun. Literally, I've been playing it just about every day since I first downloaded it over a month ago. So help us out. Play the games. Have fun. Draft.com slash fast break. Use the code fast break. All right. Steak and eggs. Best thing the best thing you saw in the last week. I saw the beautiful city of Memphis. Chuck, you went to Memphis! On the banks of the mighty Mississippi. Were your feet how high off the ground do they need to be from that song? Uh, Whenever I was drunk in Memphis, I would just uh, randomly sing (laughs) Um, But yeah, I went with a a group of people on a a Grizzly-sponsored bus trip from Nashville to Memphis And I managed to get all of those people back alive uh, in one piece You dunked Um, on the Nuggets uh, Yeah, we won a game, broke a 19-game win streak Saw uh, uh, Mark and Dilly Brooks go off have good nights, not go off bad. Good nights. Yeah, yeah. Not only did you go to Memphis, to be clear, you chaperoned a bus I was, trip. I was in charge with a group of people. Look, I'm on a I'm on a PR campaign to prove to people that I am responsible. Um, I want to remind everybody here that I have four employees. I'm a part owner or at least a contributing member of three different businesses. Don't make me poke holes in all and this. And I, I know John can make all of this sound Don't way. make me make all this go away. <laughs> I can't. In the, like one sentence. In one sentence, he can do all of it. However, I am a responsible human being that people count on and, and they love me. So, look, I'm not just some piece of crap. I think Chuck did an excellent job. As far as the chaperoning? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. He took photographs. He didn't get too close to the people. Yeah, you can't get too close. No, because they got to be more like a. You warden. did. You did, however, uh, lose 
your your phone lost all its battery. Yeah, uh, like apparently two hours into the trip. Of course, yeah, because uh, the bus, <laughs> the bus, the bus we had. I mean, I woke up early, did stuff for the business that I run and own, and then had to go to fix this uh, group of people to make sure they knew the rules before we left. My phone died, and this charter bus didn't have any plugs. I brought everything necessary. W- requisite. No, no, you gotta bring the extra battery. You gotta have external battery. Uh, it's it's the nineties, dog. Uh, no, nah, man. I got every, two in my bag right now. Every I know, but that's not my vibe. I'm always. It's just like you could plug it in somewhere, but I couldn't plug it in anywhere. I do feel like if your phone dies in this year of our Lord, 2018, you're a child. No, you're on a road trip without a. With did you did you did you at least have your lightning cable? For I had my lightning cable and right. a power plug, and I handed it to to the good Carly, who who's a. One of the Grizz marketing people so, who charged my phone and handed it Carly back to me roll. at sixty nine percent. Oh, nice. all is forgiven. Right, that's pretty good. My uh, my best thing. John mentioned it a little earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> you just highlighted. I just gonna, saw that. <laughs> I'm going to focus on it. Tarine Tarine Prince is winning fantasy championships. Yeah. Tarine Prince of the Atlanta Hawks. If you haven't noticed, and it's fine if you haven't noticed, they're the Hawks. They haven't won. But he's averaged 30.8 points per game over the last four, along with eight rebounds, 4.3 assists, and a block per game. I think in the fourth quarter, Budenholzer's pulling like Dennis Schroeder. He's pulling everyone but Tari and Prince. So since Kent, Kent Bazemore uh, kind of got shut down with a bruise, <laughs> uh, Tari and Prince has taken over the load. He's been given the green light just to do whatever he wants to do, and he's been filling it up. My question, and maybe this is a question for Suns fans, how long does he have to keep putting up these numbers before I can pretend he is a uh, franchise cornerstone a la Devin Booker? (laughs) These are better than Devin Booker numbers, John. Mm -hmm. It's a very small sample size, Keith. Just saying. Uh, any. Moving on to other statistical anomalies, my best is Corey Brewer. (laughs) Currently reigning threes and never losing. My God. I guess I could probably count you guys amongst the uh, the doubters when the Corey Brewer gambit was announced. I was a doubter. I mean, my <laughs> God. How bad a player would you have to put on this Rockets team to mess it up right now? Corey Brewer bad. Well, the Thunder team. Oh, excuse Thunder. me. Yeah, Thunder team. I mean, I, I don't know because, like, they had so much trouble trying to fill in. Was that the Houston? I mean, I, the Ferguson? I guess. ASAP Ferg. I mean, the player that they're – trying to replace, I guess, really only did one thing also. And Corey Brewer has always been somewhat known for his defense and can get hot shooting. So I guess I shouldn't have been so surprised. You say Corey Brewer like, can't have hot shooting. He this, scored 50 points once, yeah. and he had that playoff game. Right. right. That's, that's about it. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a terrible shooter, and he has been knocking down all those corner threes. He's been running so hard. Like, Russell Westbrook loves him, apparently. Yeah. Like, he always finds him cutting to the bucket. The Thunder are, like, good now. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Corey Brewer, a, a Laker cast off. We don't even want you. Be gone. Right. And uh, he's been, like, he's been totally awesome. Were we overrating the player he's, he was replacing? Were we getting over, lauding him as a potential defensive player of the year? Was that, I guess that was too much. Hey, I don't know. Maybe I, that's the real story here. I've been having whiplash going back and forth on, on, on Robertson. Yeah. I had to apologize. I'm just to glad him. you I can pronounce his name. Yeah. It took me a second. Robbie the Robertson. <laughs> All right, the opposite of steak and eggs, the cream of wheat. The worst thing. What is your cream of wheat? 
Uh, mine's Mark Davis going completely Billy Crystal and forget Paris. Mm. <laughs> Mark Davis, the NBA referee. Good yes. God. Mark with a C, mm. which I usually... I always hated Mark with a C until, until Mark Gasol. Well, he's from Memphis. You pronounce it the same way? Mark? No. Then no. What did you just do with your voice? <sighs> I do a lot of Flemmy stuff when I'm trying to approximate uh, yeah, other, no. other nationalities. Mark. Mark. Ooh, this hey, guy. Yeah. I like it. Getting tired of it. He's a, he's a Soviet agent. This is all part of my campaign to uh, remind you that I'm very cultured. <laughs> See, PR. Run full on Chuck PR. Real mode. talk. Uh, he has I heart memes tattooed somewhere on his body. Oh yeah, but hey, that's for the ladies. He also, while he was being a good chaperone, I'm like, hey, get some get some photos of pregame for the social media stuff. He's like, I'm getting a tattoo. <laughs> well, I couldn't be on. <laughs> so here's a little insight in my life. I'm trying not to drink on St. Patrick's Day, and as a son of Irish immigrants that's kind of hard so I left the city of Nashville where I would be plied with all the free booze I could ask for right. to go to Memphis and I had to get away from Silky O'Sullivan's yo <laughs> I, let me let me I hate to be that guy but let me raise your not drinking on uh, St. Patty's Day story mm -hmm. I was not drinking on St. Patty's Day at a wedding was that a like a church wedding like a Baptist no dude it was like a rowdy oh St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> These are people who get destroyed. $170,000, top shelf, everything free. My girlfriend is ridiculously wasted <laughs> wedding. Gave her toss. <laughs> it was in... Rich people Kilts. weddings are nuts. Yeah. They shoot skeet. You get to be drunk and have a shotgun. <laughs> But yeah, so we did it though, Chuck. That's amazing. I we did it. We did it. We're staying. Job, we're doing. We're doing our sober thing. We're trying to figure it out. Good job, guys. <gasps> uh, Mark, but yeah, he, he basically ruined a game. Grizz fans. Grizz fans are used to this. I disagree. As far really? as ruining the game, Oof. I thought it was. This is the end of the Thunder Raptors game where Mark okay. Davis threw out all the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, the game was over. No, it wasn't. It was hilarious. It wasn't over. It was eight point one seconds left, and they were down by five. That game was not over. That game's over. I mean, it yeah, is not out not of the over. realm of impossibility. Number two, it's over once you you boot the two. Yeah, two. It was over after players. he threw those guys out. Yeah. Next point, Demar Derozan was not fouled by Corey Brewer. Get over it. Oh. Um, I feel it felt like it hit him uh, very hard in the face. No, no, no. It, it was all the only contact was on the hand. And they could argue, you can argue that hands part of a ball. When I saw the replay, if you have to watch the replay three times to be like, yeah, he might have gotten him. That's not a foul. DeRozan, I think, was angrier about a confluence of events. That's fair. Uh, uh, which I did watch the entire game in my mad scramble to get back to knowing something about the NBA and stop <laughs> losing my entire season's winnings. <laughs> um, I, I do feel like uh, Mark Davis was uh, enraged with the entire Raptors team. There, there was a sequence where Mark Davis called uh, like two straight. He was picking on Valanciunas. He yes. called like two or three straight violations and then a foul where I was like, Mark Davis is picking on this guy. Felt yeah. like. But uh the final thing, you know, whatever. I also was stunned. Passionate I didn't game. I didn't think, especially at the end of a game like that, I didn't think any that anything any Raptor did, even after they got mad at him, I still don't think they had crossed a line to get no. thrown out. No. Well, uh Dwayne Casey got thrown out for the, a fan. The fan yeah. said something and they attributed it to Dwayne Casey. That's so. amazing. It's amazing. I mean, honestly, One day I mean, I hope to, to me, it really looks like to me, Mark Davis, as soon as DeMar turned around and started talking, he's already going to throw the T and then he immediately uh, throws the finger and what throws about, him out. Uh, what about Alvin Gentry's 
diatribe. I mean, yeah, this is a it was larger, incredible. Let's say larger conversation. Only fifteen grand, and he called it. He said that was probably about fifteen. To me, grand that's like punishment fitting the crime because he was not wrong. I don't get why uh, these. I mean, these coaches going off on the referees. The Alvin Gentry was incredible. Uh, he enunciated everything so well, was so clear about his frustrations, just expressed it in, in such a like a controlled rage. Right. I was almost like, yeah, you can't get NBA, you can't get mad at that. And so right. they were like, okay, cool, fifteen grand. Yeah, that was like better than Fizdale take that for data. I think so. You're not going to rook us. I'm sorry. I mean, those, I mean, those have catchphrases. Very good point. Those catchphrases. Those are t-shirts. Those catchphrases were like a stupid. Like synergistic board meeting, it's we got beautiful. we got we got the jingles. Let's come up with some phrases that don't mean anything. They work though. They were kind of the hundred ten percent. Not gonna phrases. rook us. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's, Put it on a t shirt. Exactly. I think it's when you you switch the spot of your uh, castle and your king and chest. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah. When you, we're not gonna rook us. That's, can't uh, rook us. Can't put us. Can't put baby confusing. in the corner. Is that no, nobody? Nobody. Can you believe they remade that movie? No. The way. balls. Mm. They next thing you know, they'll remake Roadhouse. They did Point Break. Nothing is sacred. They made Roadhouse too. What? Yeah, it stars Gary Busey's son Jake. It was filmed in in Bossier City, Louisiana. Well, I need some time there. to process this. Again, reminding you that I've lived all over the country. Is Terry also, uh, this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also, shout out to the Patreon only Slack chat where uh, old Love Kebab sixty nine. I was mm. like, "Are you single white femaleing?" I said, are, <laughs> I, "I said, I said, are, are you SYFing? SWF, yeah, SWFing, uh, uh, Demon?" And he was like, "Single white femaleing? What does that mean?" It <laughs> <laughs> means sisters and, with voices. And then, and then <laughs> so and, the early nineties. And uh, then Patrick Kirkner points out that did you know there was a single white female too? No, I did not. Mm. Who starred in that one? I don't know. I assume it was a straight to Cinemax. Yeah, uh, <sighs> number. It was Alyssa Milano. Oh, sense memory. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, my, my worst thing... Painkillers just wore off. <laughs> my worst thing is finding out a stat that blew my mind. <laughs> but you knew in your heart. I yeah. knew in my heart. I, <laughs> I had my own personal like spotlight montage uh-huh. where, where they're opening up the databases of, of the, the priests who've been deactivated. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, it was a thing where I'm scrolling through basketball reference looking at games where Ben McLemore got a DMP, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, there's another W. There's no. another W. The Grizzlies have only won 19 games. This is you in w. front of a, a, like a, a cork board uh-huh. in, the, in, a, in a serial killer movie. And there's like just... Uh, the All calcu- the pieces fit. There's like uh, physics calculations going on around your head. The Grizzlies... The end of Usual Suspects here- starring Keith <laughs> and Ben McLemore. If you don't follow me on Twitter... or if you, or, if you, or if you missed it... Mr. Kobayashi. The stat that, that again, I, I hadn't... I knew in my heart, but hadn't seen it spelled out. My piss come out like snot. The, <laughs> the Grizzlies uh, are 19 and 51 this year. <laughs> the Grizzlies, when Ben McLemore doesn't play, are 14 and 10. Mm. Go ahead and list the good teams we've beaten. That's like especially a four, when we've beaten. That's like a forty. That's like a forty-seven game pace. Yeah. That's like a, that's a that's a playoff team. A playoff team. They're fourteen and ten when Ben McLemore doesn't play. They're five and forty-one when he plays. And not and it isn't just Mike Conley. They were seven and four when Mike Conley went out. Since the season has gone completely off the rails and they've been tanking, when Ben McLemore doesn't play. They're seven and six. They have a winning record. No. I can't. Hey, uh, that blows my mind. That's pain. If it makes you feel good, I watched him in warmups and he almost never missed. 
Oh, he can sh- he can shoot. That's how he, he gets GMs too. He's incredible. Yeah, that's how he gets contracts. I yeah. would hire Chuck as a GM before Chris Wallace, though. He you can't be real. He you, can't dribble. That reminds me. I read something this week. Do you remember uh, Chaz, the Lakers scout? That was Mitch Kupchak's bartender that he met at a horse race. Tell me more. Okay, yeah, I, I need to uh, explain this, this because am this, I related to this? Man? This guy is uh, I, the whole time. I'm just thinking about you, John. Is, is he related <laughs> to David Milch? Um, no, but <laughs> yeah. they they met years ago uh, at the horse track. One of them was uh, was trying to manage his rich and famous father's horses. The other one was a uh, you know Mitch Kupchak, and basically, oh. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. It was Jim Buss. Met this guy, Chaz, at a horse race. Jim Buss is Is Jerry. that a Jerry Buss? Yeah, it's Jerry Buss's son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, The, the progeny. Right. So he basically introduced him to, to him. He became his personal uh, bartender and then managed to become a scout for the L.A. Lakers. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. How much would our Patreon supporter, Texamista, pay a personal bartender per year? Ooh. 400 grand? Four hundred grand to mix me just to make right? four cocktails a night. That's with tips, y'all. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, fo- follow up question. Mm-hmm. I saw the CDC announced that the average American drinker binges, defined by seven or more drinks, fifty three times a year. I thought I was a heavy drinker. I do not have that. I do not binge that many times a year. Five or more. Seven or more. Seven. Oh, I heard it's five or more. This CDC study was was saying seven or, counting seven or more as a binge. The average American drinker, which is like twenty percent of all people, do that fifty three times a year. I know John does. I was definitely binging. Oh my life! I mean, that I would, sounds like Tuesday. Yeah, that would <laughs> me wake up uh, by noon. I'd have a beer in my gut, and by yeah. ten, but let's I'd be... def- let's define binge though. Yeah, you got to have a span of time, right? Because I was more of a you know take it easy, drink a whole bunch of beers over the course of a day thing. When I think of binge drinking, that's when the shots are coming out. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I can do that 53 times a year. Yeah, and if you're doing, if you're counting, like, day but drinking I bet I can beers. do it 40. Yeah. You guys know what state, we're off off the rails, Zach Lowe. Mm-hmm. Do you know what state uh, has the most binge drinkers? Wisconsin. Louisiana. You guys are both wrong. Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, sense. shout out. It's just a sad place. Anyway, yeah. where were we? Uh, personal bartender for Jim Buss. Yeah. Hired him as a scout? I was a scout. He ended up, because uh, Jim, uh, Jerry Bush famously once said that if you took 10 fans out of a sports bar, they could do the same job as any professional uh, talent evaluators and made Jerry. Jim Buss said that? Uh, the J- son of a billionaire said that? <laughs> That's shocking. Jerry, Jerry Buss. <laughs> oh, oh no, Jim, Jim did say that. But yeah, uh, Jerry West was very mad about that. Ended up that uh, Cupcheck was introduced to him, loved him, and turned him into a scout. And what I think was a purposeful tanking move. By by Kupchak. He built two championship teams and then signed Mozgov well, and dang after a bartender <laughs> became a scout. I also believe the son of a billionaire can be given any job in the world. Oh, for sure. So I I I I, I also <laughs> And the bartender uh, friend. Agree there. Oh the, John, and the thing you were talking about the Grizzlies earlier with their, their wins over good teams. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies have five wins against the Rockets. Do it. Say it. It's insane. Well, actually, I think it's four. They, they have two wins against the Rockets. They've beaten the Warriors. They have two wins against the Pelicans. They have a win against the Trailblazers. They have three wins against the entire Eastern Conference <laughs> for the whole season. <laughs> anyway, John, what's your cream of the week? Oh, Chuck, <sighs> excuse me. What's your cream of the week? I mean, John mentioned uh, Forget Paris. Um, I'm thinking about the cooler part two, oh. starring Kenny Atkinson, Nets coach. Who pulls D'Angelo Russell in the first quarter after hitting seven three pointers? Uh, 
ends that up. That is what we call overcoaching. It was a 24-point first quarter. He manages to end the game with less than 30 points. At any point in the cooler <sighs> two, do I have to see Kenny Atkinson naked yeah. holding his junk in his fist? William H. Macy penis holding, one of the most bizarre moments in film history. I mm. saw that movie with the wife in the theater. That was uh, like a string of like five or six where she decided she's not going to movies anymore. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Well, that's that's the uh, like Steven Tyler move where I realized, boy, you can hide a lot of penis and balls in your hand. Yeah. I mean, I've never grabbed Check my out, stuff yeah. like that. Check out the movie The Cooler if you aren't sure what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Anyway, Kenny Atkinson <laughs> cooling off <laughs> cooling off his own team. Uh, I totally forgot about the junk part of that movie until you brought I it up. I only remember nudity from movies. Yeah, Something well, wrong in the world today. And I, I probably my blacked it out. balls in my fist. <laughs> 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 All right, well, those are our cream of wheat's worst of week. Hassan Whiteside cocks it back to Waffle House. Presents scattered, smothered, covered thoughts. Did you guys hear about this new juggernaut, this new offensive juggernaut in the NBA who scored the most points this season for the entire league? You know who did it? Double overtime the against the Miami Nuggets. The Miami Heaters. Double oh. overtime against the Nuggets. They shot 54% from three. They were on fire, and no one could stop them, and it was incredible, and they're the greatest offensive quick, team in the history of the NBA. Quick tangent. Here's how ice cold a man can get at gambling. <laughs> Goran Dragic, leading Miami Heat scorer. Uh-huh. Player prop, over under 20 and a half points. Papa Burr takes the over, finishes that double overtime game with 20 points. Mm, please, was, please kill me. Well, that was crazy. They did not give him the ball at the end of the first or or, or regulation and the first overtime. James Johnson can't miss. They did clear outs for James Johnson. And, and Josh just, Richardson. Josh, it did seem like this is Goran Dragic's time. The flip side of that high scoring game, our dear Denver Nuggets. Dude, you guys fire are, Mike Matches Malone right now. Are gone. They're it's over. Bad. You lost to the Grizzlies. They made the Grizzlies look good. The Heat didn't need that game. No. Oh man. Well, they needed to stay out of eight. I mean, they still have a chance. To, they they need to go like eight and three or nine and two, and maybe that'll get that'll get them to forty seven wins. Yes. Yeah. Forty six wins. They're not gonna hit their over, which was a very modest forty five and a half. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. People are blaming, and we've even mentioned it, like Paul Millsap. Millsap. Oh, Millsap, not the it's issue. It's not his fault. He's been playing really well. He hit one of the coolest shots I've ever seen against the Grizz. It was just like threw it off the backboard and went in, like flailing. It was kind of great. Saw it in person. Yeah, he it was rules. Impressive. He's incredible. Mike Malone doesn't know how to use him. I don't. Yeah, he's, I don't know. I don't know what the issue he's is. Small. They have so many. Tr- they have so much trouble getting easy buckets. Yeah. Every. When it comes down to the end of the game and you're just down by five and you know the the defense isn't going to foul you, they don't have anyone who can just drive to the bucket and they'll like be like, let's just get out of the way and let them score. What they up? have to do a weird post-up or a weird handoff or yeah. hope just, Jamal Murray hits a crazy step back. Gary Harris mean that much to him? Garris. Gary Har- Garris, Garris does. Guarding mean, Garris. Mean Guarding a lot. Garris. Yeah. So, he, I mean, uh, that's, that's hard. But they, and also, they, they look but, but the whole season, it's 11, what, 11 road wins. The whole that's season. A, it's it, like going 11 and 23 as a were a playoff team is astounding. Yeah. I mean, what would they be? What would the Nuggets be without that home court advantage? I mean, it's all it's all say. the hair up the air up there. It's I that mean, mile high. Like, I don't. I don't even want to see the hair ra- up there. The hair <laughs> up there. That sounds like an awful horror remake. Does Kevin Bacon hold his entire <laughs> penis and balls in his fist? In the air up there. <laughs> oh, uh, another funny thing: the NBA refs and NBA official had an all-out like cat fight nice. on Twitter. Yeah, where yeah, that, those guys seem stable. Mark Davis, well, Scott first, Foster, those guys seem stable. First of all, if you, you 
we've talked so much about referees. We're having all these weird episodes of referees getting angry and yelling and right. players getting ejected. And then you're having this like, all right, Monty McCutcheon's in charge now. He's going to train him. We're going to open a dialogue. And then like, there's all this last two minute report. 538 is like the last two minute report demonstrates this many calls are missed. And then the uh, NBA referees go, go online and do a Trumpism. They go fake news. No, <laughs> like the 538 results and it's like how it's mad how blind do you have to be as a pr thing to be like oh the referees are, are pulling out a trumpism how unpopular are you trying to be and then they had this thing where nba official at nba official and at nba refs started arguing over the last two minute reports nba refs being like Kept, they kept quote-tweeting each other, oh. and the best response to it I saw was someone saying, like, guys, you should not be doing this over Twitter where we can all see this. Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys just call each other? Like, work out, like this, is, this is ugly. <laughs> where the NBA referees being like, to the NBA official, that's why we don't want the last two-minute reports because these guys aren't trained the way we're trained. And then, then NBA official, it was very confusing. I, I just mainly want to know who are we supposed to at when we're really mad at the referees. <laughs> Mark Davis. That's you know, it. <laughs> instead of uh, going postal, we should just start saying going official if it's in any kind of <laughs> NBA context. I mean, this, this is a strange, unsettled group of dudes, I must say. I wonder kind of like, I mean, it, it that job has to lend to a little bit of like psychological strain because you're just paying attention to every little thing for a whole game. You can't enjoy a sport that you probably used to love. You don't watch it the same way as a, as a fan does anymore. Like, it's got to turn you into kind of like a jaded jerk. I also think there's something in your, if you ever wanted, I just realized Keith used to be an official. Um, Yeah. No, keep going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever met someone who wanted to officiate who wasn't kind of an asshole. Well, no. Well, there's something about, there's the authoritarian it's like it's not all cops right like the and kind teachers of person, cops teachers ooh, and it's like oh like you want to be in charge eh, mm-hmm. yeah makes, that makes me nervous and there right. is something to uh unabashed power like the stanford prison experiment kind of situation where like a guy he just has free like no one can check him and when you're on the court as a referee there is literally no one to temper your power but as right. a, as a referee one of the reasons i did it i really liked basketball and i found myself siding with the referees a lot when i would go to vanderbilt basketball games and right. the crowd would be screaming and i'm like that call was obvious why are yeah. people so upset because they're at a, they're the home team at a game yeah but yeah. But, but then also <laughs> what's wrong with you one of the reasons i stopped <laughs> was was like i can't watch nba yeah. If I have to referee high school yeah. every night, I can't yeah. watch NBA. Also, I mean, getting yelled at every night has to be terrifying. It's Because yeah. uh, it even was... at the like young kids <sighs> level, I saw some like near violent episodes. Oh, man. There's nothing worse. Imagine LeVar Ball, <laughs> like middle school. With yeah. a bad call. It definitely is the, uh, that would scare the, the worst part of it. You're in high school, you're, you call like a charge on like LeBron James, who's 40 going on 15, <laughs> steamrolls some kid. <laughs> Call a charge on him. LeBron gets in your face. What do you do? No, you just pee. <laughs> LeBron, just pee. No, LeBron didn't do that. He's Speaking a, of, LeBron, he's a gentleman. Well, I mean, LeBron. I mean, we all know he's just a he's a tyrant at this point. You guys, oh. have, you guys have heard some of the conspiratorial. Oh no! What's that? What's notes? that smell? It smells like turkey bacon. This is Chuck's turkey bacon conspiracy theory. I mean, it's not. It's not really conspiracy. I think it's all out there for us to see. You know, uh, we see LeBron, um, Ty Lue recently mysteriously has some 
you know, chest conditions that doctors can't find any reason behind. He has to step out. Larry Drew's now coach. Um, all this, you know, behavior with Russia is kind of the same. We've got a puppet, you know, puppet uh, election. It was all fake ballot box stuffing, and now we have a coaching change after three days after LeBron yells at Ty Lue on the bench. Poor Ty Lue. So I mean, is this? I mean, we're we're looking at the the real conspiracy and how everything is kind of connecting. If you guys are you guys are just sheeple right now, you don't see the big picture. You don't see how you, he uh, said. You guys, you guys, <laughs> uh, sheeple. Um, you don't see the big picture. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's going on a uh, road trip and podcast talking about ridiculous things. What does this have to do with Facebook stock? This has to do exactly with people trying to keep LeBron happy. We've got we, he misses Kyrie. This is obvious. So he has we we Ty Lu got Jordan Clarkson to go on a podcast saying that dinosaurs uh, were smaller than people at one point, and that people kept dinosaurs as pets, and we were gigantic. That's a very Kyrie esque thing to say. Oh, he's it's, trying to make keeping the keeping the dictator happy. You know. So I mean, your conspiracy is that you think LeBron needs a. Very stupid conspiracy theory minded point guard. That's it. And now and they're they're creating a world to where they, you know, subliminally they're uh, making his uh sadness about Kyrie being gone kind of better. They hired Uncle Drew. Uh, oh. I really thought you were just gonna tell us LeBron James has been slowly poisoning Tyron Lue. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no. He's no. like I roll. It's like my chest hurts. I don't feel good. He's like, here, no. coach, have some of my power. No, this, no, this no, ends no. with this ends like in Phantom Thread with uh, Ty Lue saying, "Kiss me, LeBron. I'm going to be sick." No, 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 no. LeBron does his assassinations in broad daylight. If he you sure did. Notice what he did to Nurkic. Oh my. Or oh, to Ty Lue. Or to Ty Lue. <laughs> you know. Speaking what of LeBron, I hear another song. What's that? Oh. Very brief LeBron-oriented game of scones. Here we go. LeBron became the third oldest NBA player to have a triple-double with over 40 points. Giving you three strikes apiece, can you name the other two players that were older than LeBron to get a triple-double with 40-plus points? May I? You want to begin, Chuck? Yes. Carl Malone. That is incorrect. Strike one for Chuck. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Also incorrect. Strike one for Keith. So LeBron's 33 right now. Correct. I'll give you a... a, I'm not going to give you any hints. Jordan, after his sixth, he retired, and he was what? At 32 then? After his sixth ring? I'm not going to say anything to help you. Are you you. guessing? I'm guessing. No, I'm not guessing. I'm working it out uh, on paper. Um, Show your work. Let's do... mm, Let's do Paul Pierce. That's incorrect. I'll two go, strikes. I'll go oh. Michael Jordan. Strike two. That's incorrect. Right. What? Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Incorrect. No, he didn't have 40 points. That's yeah. three strikes for Chuck. I'm you out. need to get one of these, Keith, to put him out, or I'm going to keep this going. I forgot going. it was 40 points. Just older than LeBron is now. And had yep. a 40-point triple-double. 40, one was 34 and one was 35. 40-point triple-double. Um, let me get start with a hint. The second oldest was one of the first players to live above the rim, so they say. Oh, wow. And that's uh, not a height reference. Uh, Julius Irving? So close. That's strike three. It I'm was out. at 34. No one wins. Elgin Baylor. Uh-huh. And at 35, Larry Joe Bird. 
Larry Bird. I thought about Larry Bird. I wasn't I sure. about I, that too. I thought maybe Larry Bird was old, and then I thought maybe he actually was just twenty eight. Yeah, and just and he seemed really old. old. I think that one was kind of hard because yeah, I, I I didn't know Larry Bird played to thirty five. Well, he probably joined the NBA at twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pooped a bit with that Matt Barnes thing. I forgot about the forty point. Yeah, that's a killer. I thought about older. But I know, think that's pretty doubles. remarkable. Uh, you know, LeBron already being in this type of conversation. I mean, he's been in this kind of conversation since his like fifth year. He's been like, no, I'm talking about his... being the oldest guy to do something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty bizarre. Yeah, to me. it's kind of crazy how it's coming along. So I noticed one uh, exciting player, a guy I even mentioned in my summer league recap this year. You don't need a Chef Curry when you've got a Quinn Cook. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quinn Cook scored 53 points in back-to-back in two games over two nights. Had what, like eight assists, nine rebounds, and four steals? Steph Curry, system player? Somebody who knows here a little bit about the kitchen world. The chefs get all the all the praise, but the cooks are the ah, ones who put the, the work in. Cooks. They put the work in. It's the Quinn Cook. Also, uh, shout out. Probably you could use a better result in those games, but hey, yeah. what can you do? Hey, one-on-one's not bad. <laughs> no. Uh Orleans Noel finally got on the court and was just the uh, second player this season to have uh, a five by three had six points, six rebounds, three assists, five steals, three blocks. Is the Nerlens Noel sitting thing going to go down as one of the weirdest anomalies? It know. just must be a, like a personal thing with Rick Carlisle. And I need to specify it, it, that's in thirty minutes or less. Wow, the, 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 that's the the, uh, that's the, the, the five. Well, by we three. knew he didn't play over thirty minutes. The Domino's pizza um, rule: if it's thirty or less, Is you get free? a free pizza. You get a free. You, you get a free, free Nerlens. You get a free Nerlens. All right. Let's move to the awards segment of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, given each week to the worst performance in a box score. This week we have a handful of honorable mentions. Garrett Temple, Bojan Bogdanovic, 1 for 10. D'Angelo Russell, Will the Thrill Barton, 3 for 14. Malik Monk, 4 for 16. We have three. Oh, I guess also uh, Joel Embiid, Honorable mention six for twenty three. Hey now, but he had tons and tons of points and rebounds. Uh, nominees: Devin Booker in a loss to the Jazz, three for 18, 12 points, five rebounds, two assists. Boyan Bogdanovich, that's right. Also an honorable mention in the follow up game, he went one for eleven in a win. Pretty sure it's a win. In a win against the Sixers, one for 11, two points, five rebounds, three assists, one turnover, two personal fouls. In the same game, Victor Oladipo and a win. That's mind blowing to me. At the, at the Sixers, game. was four for 21. Oh, ele- so close. 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, one box, one turnover, four personal fouls. So Devin Booker, three for 18, 12 points, five boards. Boyan Bogdanovich, one for 11. Two points, five boards, three assists, or Victor Oladipo, four for 21, 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Gotta mm. go, Depot. I'm going Devin Booker. Oh, I, come on. Uh, three for 18? Come on. Four for 21. So, I mean, he hit one of his next three shots. He had, he, he had, uh, he had more rebounds than Depot. Uh, Depot had less points on more shots. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Depot. That's Depot. It's oh, tragically that's bad. Look, we know you hate Devin Booker, and but you can't so sneak this close. by us. It's so close to uh, 4 for 20. I mean, 3 for 18 is a worse shooting percentage. That's just grabbing my eye. Is it? It's got more points. 
I mean, it, it, it's just it's got more it's points. Fine. Got more boards. I respect the vote this time. <laughs> this time, <laughs> Victor Oladipo, congratulations! You are this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award winner. All right, par fadeaway. What things are we looking forward to? And stick around. Chuck might have to leave, but John and I have a very important Grizzlies epilogue. So stick around for the Grizzlies epilogue. But before we get there, par fadeaway. What things are we looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to weird things happening with sons of former NBA players. Uh, Joey Ramirez, uh, I found out through a great Twitter follower, BlazerBoy42069. That's right. He's really good. Um, if you uh, notice he follows no one on he, Twitter? He doesn't follow anyone. It's, it's amazing. Crazy, but he produces great content, all three of those tweets. But I found out through BlazerBoy uh, that John Stockton's son is on the Jazz. Larry Nance's son is on the Cavs. Gary Payton's son is on the Lakers. Corey Crowder's son is on the Jazz, who we really don't know who he is. And Doc Rivers' son, of course, is the best player on the Clippers right now. And the and basically all these players, their sons are on teams that they used to play for. That's insane. So all we need now is uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. to come down to Miami, right? We need uh, Sabonis to leave Indy and go to, go to Blazertown. And we need. I could use him in Blazer Town. And we need uh, Steph Curry to go to Charlotte. To which and, will happen. and then we, we've got it all squared. Could, could Jim Buss not get a Lakers 10 day? Maybe get that. Well, I know people, Woj was all out there like, like trumpeting. What a, tr- what a tremendous story of David Stockton getting an NBA contract. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what a fantastic tremendous. overcoming of odds of, of the son of a very famous and popular player being given a, I don't want to call it a courtesy, a PR stunt. The Satnam Singh special. Please, uh, where the Kings just gave Satnam Singh just to appeal to the... Mm. Uh, uh, here's another one that a lot of people don't know. Delonte West's son plays for the Cavs. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to these over-unders. I didn't put money on them, but a lot of these over-unders are coming down to the wire. <gasps> either be a very good or a very bad thing the Miami that Nuggets heat game not only was it devastating for the Nuggets it also was bad for my over-unders Miami coming down to the wire on a 43 and a half over-under mm. I took the under uh Denver again 45 and a half just destroying the Timberwolves guys. need to go eight and three to get their over Oof. Uh, they're 40 and 31 with a 47 and a half Once Jimmy, over under Jimmy B coming back. Uh, the Clippers are coming down to the wire with a 44 and a half. Hmm. And weirdly the Knicks very nervous about their 28 and a half over under as they sit right now with 26 wins. Mm. Only got to win three more. In, you know, they don't want to win three. They're in tank. City. They're trying to tank, but they've been winning games. Just got to see if they can face teams like the bulls. And the I can't, I can't get over the Hawks. Almost certainly. Not hitting twenty three and a half. Like, they they need four more wins, and they're not going to get there. <laughs> and I cannot ah. believe that. <clears throat> I was so confident that was an over. All right, well Chuck has to bounce, so we will we will slide on to that Grizzlies epilogue. Uh, if you want to support our program, to go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast or download the draft app at draft dot com slash fastbreak. Use the code fastbreak. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break, where I will tweet and tell you I do not know anything about Spongebob. Like us <laughs> on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. 
All right, Grizzlies epilogue, John. They won a game. Boy, did they ever. Did you know? Mike Malone, MVP of that game. I got this from Chris Vernon. It was, it was, it's several, it's about a week old, but it, it still holds true. If the Grizzlies had won 19 consecutive games instead of losing 90 consecutive games. Oh, that sounds bleak. They'd still be in 10th. Jesus. Like, that f- so that, that really shows that like, yeah, it's good. Good thing. They lost to those games. <laughs> Grizzlies also, uh, have been first in the NBA.com power rankings by John Schumann. Oh, and also last in those the same some, season. Those are some terrible power rankings there, John boy. <laughs> Wow, you're just like a Johnny Appleseed of sorrow with these fun facts. <laughs> uh, go ahead and hit him with the uh, our, our top 12 in total minutes played during this losing streak stat. Oh, well, yeah. So Andy Bailey was pointing out that um, in the losing streak, their top 12 in total minutes played, uh, 11 of them are... Uh, That's 11 of the players. 11 of the players are either un- taken in the second round or undrafted. And, John, I have issue with this. That's amazing. The Grizzlies have use this as a badge of honor. Nope. Many times. Like, guys, look at the production we're getting. We're in the playoffs despite eight of our guys on our roster being undrafted or second round. That is why the team was barely 500 with great seasons from Mike Conley and Mark Gasol. Uh, and, and then this year, why they are, are atrocious without Mike Conley. You have to have talent. Yeah. So anyway, that's some uh, that they're they're changing that that's some interesting narrative they're toying with. There. Right. Well, that brings us to a very special Grizz epilogue croissant questionnaire. A second croissant questionnaire. Uh, we had so many Grizz centric questions this week that we felt it merited its very own segment. Let us begin. At Feeling Minnesota asks, hypothetically, would you rather draft an elite point guard, build around that elite point guard, Mark Gasol, and the incoming assets rendered from dealing away your former point guard, Mike Connolly? Or draft an elite center and build around that elite center, Mike Conley, and whatever you got for dealing away, Mark Gasol. This is basically a wither Gasol or Conley question. Well, in this question, it asks if we could get assets from dealing away Mike Conley. Right. If we could get something to get rid of Mike Conley. Right. I don't think we can. After going this season without Mike Conley right. and knowing he has, what, three more years mm-hmm. on his contract? Right. I think I would prefer that, right. despite hearing his little PR campaign going on the Chris Vernon show again, uh, talking about how he's going to be you know, completely healthy again and they fixed his foot and all that you know, off-season garbage. Uh, I think I would, I would go that way if we could get off of Mike Conley. I feel like there's a better... I feel like the odds are better. Mark Gasol's career can go longer and be a contributing player because he's a slow big man who does not need speed. Correct. Mike Conley needs speed, yep. so I'm more nervous about him. It's also a much deeper position. Correct. Well, I mean, you can get a big. I don't know. But as far as who I would – like, as far as the drafting question, I don't know enough to answer that question. I know there are a couple point guards, you know, Trey Young, the Colin Sexton – uh, but they're not. Well, I think the reason the he asked the is the top of the draft uh, this year it's is all bigs. all bigs. Yeah. Like, would the Grizzlies uh, trade and get an asset and then move down? I, I don't really want that. I just think at this point, you just take whoever's best. Right. And to, then just figure it out. To me, my answer, he asked, would you rather? He's wanting me to do an either or, but I really would do neither. Okay. I think your best thing is to try to draft because you're, you're having, you, you have a lot pick. Yeah. I don't. I feel like trading 
Mark or Mike, it's very similar to the Tony Allen and Zebo thing. These guys are worth more to this team than to other teams. Yeah. And that whatever you get back in return is not going to be commensurate with what you need to get better as a team. I felt that way in November. Yeah, it is dark. In March now, I'm more like, if we could get off Mike Conley's contract, it seems like you, you would have to do that. At Mike Frederick asks, is Mo Bamba the next Hashim Thabit, and how mad will you be when Memphis takes him number four overall? Keith, I don't feel like you can answer this question. I, yeah, I don't, have, I don't have the knowledge to fake an answer, so sorry. Well, Mo Bamba has not had the success that Hashim Thabit has. However, I did, I did. I'm sorry, John. What? I did watch Mo Bamba play one half of basketball. There you are. I, I saw his second half where he fouled out in the tournament. However, I believe that Hashim Thabit is a very special unicorn of draft pick busts. <laughs> I feel like anyone, even Mo Bamba, should be insulted by merely being mentioned in the same breath. Yes. So I will say no. That's he's offensive, the, Mike. He's not the next Hashim Thabit. And finally, at Justin Barrett asks, let's imagine that the tank gods award the Grizzlies with the first pick in the draft. Is this a turning point in the franchise or just another chapter of mediocrity? I take offense <laughs> at the phrase, another chapter of mediocrity. What has your team done, Justin? Slightly above average, Critty. Grizzlies are seventh in playoff wins in the 2010s, John. Get some. 29 playoff wins. I'll take it. We were a Zebo ejection. From going super deep one time. We were a Tony Allen torn hamstring and a Mike Conley broken from face taking down from the dubs. The Golden State Warriors. Look it up. Why don't you learn? Respect the feed. Learn. Shout out Ned's feed. Um, no, I mean, there's no reason to get carried away with the bad Grizzlies drafting. There, there's a few well, terrible drafts. I just think but, the notion, uh, it's such a high draft pick, and right. the Grizzlies have, are doing so poorly right now, it can be nothing but a turning point. It has yeah. to be a turning point. I mean, if the draft pick gets hurt or something, like, I, I don't know. Like, if you, the draft pick would have to truly do absolutely nothing, it would have to be Hashim the beat for it not to be a turning point. I mean, you look at all these, like the Suns who have Marquis Chris and Dragon Bender, and we're right. not sure they're good at all. Right. Although, Dragon Bender, man, the amount of times he plays 38 minutes and only shoots three or four times, that's incredible. That's what I shop speciality. George Hill level stuff. <laughs> uh, but. So like yeah, you can get a top draft pick and it not work out. But no, I am not. I am not one of those extremely pessimistic Grizzlies fans. Like oh, we're just screwed up. Like everything. I think the point of getting the draft pick this high is everyone seems to think these guys are legit prospects. Right. Let's. I'm not going to be worried about it. Yes, years later we can look back and be like, you know what? That was another chapter of mediocrity. But I think the Grizzlies again, as angry as I've been at the Grizzlies and their front office and the lack of accountability for all the horrible moves they made over the last few years, they've put a good product on the court. They've been winning games, so I, I'm not too worried about what they do with the pick. These were a trinity of fatalistic queries, and I am deep in the throes of of like lottery. Um, you know, I have lottery shaded glasses on right now. Yeah, I'm thinking the best right now. Right now, of, of those, t I really want to be in the top three desperately, but uh, I'll take anything in that top three. Who are who are your? I'm Doncic guy. Doncic, yeah. I mean, I've watched I watch a ton of college basketball, but just looking at that guy's stats and the fact that he leads a team that's the second best league at this age, I don't see how that can bust. I can talk myself into bust for any other player in this draft. I also like a wing. All right. Well, look at the NBA, man. The bigs aren't doing stuff. And again, I've never seen DeAndre Ayton play basketball. So, well, so I know people like Even him. if you watch the tournament, it was pretty brief. Well, I know. There's like no more prospects left. Right. <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. 
So uh, we're not we're not too down, but we just gotta get gotta get that top pick. All right, uh, that's it for us. Thanks for uh, listening. Hey, follow Grizz Nashville. We got another watch party, uh, like April, April 9 or something. Anyway, thanks for checking out the Grizzlies epilogue. You guys are the best. Arrive safely. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fab break break, man. You understand? <laughs>